0: Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday, and welcome back to the Sunshine Steven Podcast. This week, I'm super excited to be talking to Robbie Couch, somebody who should not be slept on. Get it? Couch slept. Sorry, Robbie, if that was a horrible joke. Anywho, Robbie um, just came out with his debut novel, uh, The Sky Blues, which we're going to be chatting about. I was fortunate enough to get my hands on a copy um, before the interview, so I, I knew a good portion of the story, and since then have Almost completed it, because it's just so good. Um, If it wasn't for my first dose of my vaccination, which everybody should be getting, um, kicking my butt and putting me down and out for a couple days, I would have already finished it. But, anywho, super excited um, to share this interview with everybody. We talk, of course, about the book, and then just get to know him a little bit more. um, Put him through the ringer with the rapid-fire questions, which... Um, is always a good time, in my opinion. And um, let's really dive into the book real fast. So, The Sky Blues is out now. It came out yesterday, April 6th. Today is April 7th. Uh, The interview was conducted uh, March 31st. So, it was right the week before. So, um, super excited for him that it is out now in the world go get you a copy um a a brief summary because i don't want to give away too much but um it's about a 17 year old sky who is openly gay in a small town which is scary that that if somebody just read that to me i'd be like oh this is a horror book (laughs) this is a horror story um because That's super scary and something that I can relate to growing up in small towns and not really having a lot of openly queer people. So uh, yeah, he's openly gay, but then also talks about still internal struggles being around straight people and trying to not give off all of his queerness and everything like that. Totally relate to that as well. Um, but the, the main plot point is, is a huge crush on somebody who he's like, is he on my team? Is he on another team? Is he like, I don't know, we'll see. But he's um, planning a proposal with his best gal pal. So, super relevant, um, especially for me and my, I guess, age range group. Uh, a lot of us gays would have wished that this story was available when we were in high school or middle school to know. Hey, there's more people out there like that. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's really good. It's super funny, and but like has emotional points too, and everything like that. So just get it, damn it. <laughs> um, and be, <laughs> uh, you know. Before you go get it and everything um, Or you could go put it in your cart right now I don't care um, Be sure to enjoy this uh, Interview with Robbie Couch Awesome, well thank you so much Robbie For joining me for this episode of Sunshine Stephen, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you for having me Stephen, super oh. super excited um, I'm super excited <laughs> And let me tell you, well let me let me let you introduce yourself a little bit first. Let people know who you are and what you're about, and then I'll share my excitement. Yeah, before, yeah. <laughs> so people are like,
1: "Why is he fangirling over <laughs> this person? Who is this person?" So this random person. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm Robbie Couch, and I'm a YA author. Um, born and raised in Michigan, although I don't live in Michigan anymore um yeah I born and raised went to school in Michigan I've kind of lived in a few different places throughout my 20s I was sort of that person that moved around a lot figuring my stuff out was in New York for a hot second then was in Chicago for a few years and now I'm in Los Angeles where it's sunny all the time it's pretty great um and yeah like I mentioned I'm a YA author I'm very much into storytelling and like the power of story I think when I was really young I uh was sort of the very first book I wrote was I was in fourth grade and and I'm putting book in like air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wrote about the seaweed in my aunt Charlene's Lake outside of Detroit, like killing me, like coming up and grabbing me and pulling me under. And I had such a fun time, like writing this little book. And I remember yeah. my teacher loved it and something went off in my head. And I was like, this is cool. I had a lot yeah. of fun writing this and apparently I'm not bad at it. And that kind of started me out on this trajectory of like enjoying writing and enjoying telling stories. And yeah, here I am today. (laughs) Yeah, definitely panned out for you. Um, I
0: remember when I was younger, we used to have to do a lot of, what was it called, young authors, something, 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 something. Mm -hmm. And uh, my teachers always were like, you're great at storytelling, but then they got concerned because they're like, every story you tell you or somebody's being murdered or it's really scary. And I was like, um, y'all have goosebumps books and that's all I read. So (laughs) I blame you. Um, But that's awesome that that worked out for you. And now you have um, your new book, The Sky Blues. And uh, I just got a copy yesterday and I've been reading. (laughs) And oh boy. (laughs) So let me me first start by letting people know, and I've said it a couple times already. Uh, one of my goals for this year was to reach out to people that I really wanted to have on my podcast. And I had a dream guest list. And you were on that.
1: <laughs> oh my so, gosh, really? Yeah.
0: Yes. So in wow. um, my goal with reading, because I've been re- I read a lot. And I was like, oh, I want to find a lot of like queer stories made by queer people. And I found a couple and everything like that. I'm like, okay, cool. And then yours popped up government wise, I always joke, government must have been hearing me. And okay. I saw the advertisement for it and I was like, what's this about? And then I looked into it and I looked into you and I was like, okay, cool. This looks actually really good. And then I waited a while <laughs> to be stalkery. And then I was like, hey,
1: come <laughs> on my show. Um totally so, flattered. Stalk away. You. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Thank you
0: so much for saying yes and um letting me have crossed off uh you off my list. Um it's, it's really exciting. Um, and also, note to everybody else, uh, shoot your shot. You never know what people are going to say. <laughs> I was like, the worst they could say is no or just ghost me.
1: Whatever. No, are you kidding me? I'm, like, totally flattered. Anytime ad- anyone's like, will you come on my podcast or can I have an interview? I'm like, are you kidding me? Of course. Yeah. Like, it's the least I could do. So I am super flattered. I've never been on a list of, like, dream guests that I can confirm. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Well, yes, there you go. <laughs> very hashtag flattered.
0: Bye. Yeah, oh good good I was like he's either gonna be like oh you're really weird and run away or he's gonna be like oh thank you um now to the book I wish this book was I say this like I've read it 15 times um I think I'm on chapter three um but I wish it was a thing when I was younger um and I from what I've talked with friends and other, especially gay boys, they probably would agree because we didn't have any of this. Um it was all those those breeders out there with their love stories and right the thoughts that Sky having. I'm like, this seems very familiar. Um and I don't want to spoil or give too much away, but even the the opening um scene, I guess you could say, with falling out of the shower and everything, I was like mm-hmm. There's been many times where Stephen has been shower dreaming, shower <laughs> and, dreaming, yes, and um, just the, term, yeah, just <laughs> the way it's written and everything is—it's super funny. Um, so I do want you to kind of, I guess, walk us through what your writing process was, how you got this idea, and then how you m- turned it into a whole book.
1: Yeah so back in 2016 is when I started to kind of brainstorm around specific ideas and themes around like characters that I found compelling and story arcs I thought could work and it's weird looking back now I was so all over the place in terms of like figuring out what could work and what I wanted to do it definitely wasn't a thing where I had like a lightning bolt moment and like the whole story came to me and I was like this is it it was definitely like a a long process of figuring it out. Um, And it almost works better to look back now at 2016, when I first started like writing it and thinking about it, I think that year was such a strange and and in many ways terrifying year for the country Yes, (laughs) with the election. And there was a few things happening that people might remember from 2016. And um, the Sky Blues is not like explicitly political. Mm -hmm. It's not a a political book at all, but uh, it is political in the sense that Sky is a young marginalized person. And I think when you are from a marginalized community, sometimes just existing and, and moving through the world as yourself, Um, is sort of in its own way a political statement. So back in 2016, when I saw what was happening with Trump and how his message was really resonating in small towns like the one I'm from, um, white working class like Rust Belt sort of towns, it was pretty startling. And it sort of confirmed that I wanted to write a story that highlighted a marginalized young person in a place like the one, uh, like the town that I'm from. Um so that was sort of like where my head was at. I think um I also did a story I remember um writing for a media organization back in 2016 on LGBTQ youth homelessness and I spoke to young uh young queer people who had dealt with homelessness in their teens and it was even though I had known about the issue before I had done that story it was still so eye opening to me having talked to them directly and that was a moment where i thought okay now i kind of want to fold in that element of family rejection and what these young people do when they feel like they don't have anywhere to go um, that was also sort of a clarifying moment for me so then yeah the idea of sky the character came to be and then i kind of kind of went from there awesome yeah
0: and again another point while reading i was like huh i've grown up in small towns where it, it was very po- just the way sky is talking like how he's walking and dressed and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's how the small towns were that I grew up in. <laughs> like, oh, you, you're pink. You must automatically be gay. And I'm like, no, totally not. Um, <laughs> right. um, okay. And everything. Yeah. So uh, I think that's super awesome and super important, especially now. Um, I mean, we're doing a little bit better president wise. <laughs> um, but with everything going on with minorities, it's always good to hear somebody giving... Uh, minorities more of a story and um, especially younger people too like I said like this wasn't around um, when I was younger and so um, I think it's super awesome and powerful Um, but it seems like you've been a writer or been writing for a very long time Uh, so what draws you to writing when you're you're like oh this is it this is when did you know like oh this is what I want to do
1: yeah um, that's a good question. I think, so when I was younger, so I always wrote creatively, just like I was that kid that always started like a million stories and I would write like the first chapter, or even like the first page and then get like sick of it and move on. <laughs> but I always thought it was a really great way to express myself and it was very therapeutic. I think for being like a young queer person as well, it was sort of a form of escapism that I really relied on through a lot of um, tough times Um, And so, yeah, when I was younger, probably in high school, I started kind of zeroing in on um, journalism as a major and Mm -hmm. the idea of writing and telling people stories was something that really interested me. Um, The older I got into my 20s, I realized I didn't really want to go the direction of like hard news journalists, but I actually wanted to do more like feature stories and writing about very like human centered uh, articles and features and I kind of went down that tra- trajectory more or less. Um, and then I ended up kind of back into a position where I wanted to write novels and write books kind of in my later 20s. And I think the really appealing thing for me is the idea that stories can really change hearts and minds as mm-hmm. like cheesy and cliche as that sounds. I think it really is the truth when you look back at different movies or films or TV series um, or even just like news articles that featured a person's story that was really moving, it really can change the conversation. It can build empathy. It can, it can make a huge difference. And so when it comes to queer people and our stories and our experiences, I think it's so important to have these sorts of stories out in the world because Mm -hmm. that's how we can build momentum behind change and really um, make a difference. So yeah, I think kind of that combination of of wanting to make a difference and and enjoying storytelling myself, I thought this would this is sort of the space for me. Yeah, it meshes well together
0: and I definitely understand how it's stories there's many times where people have talked to me and oh uh, the gay character from glee like oh do you really get bullied and stuff and I'm like mm, yeah and it helps them kind of understand a little bit better from hearing other stories fictional or not um Mm -hmm. so that's always good and that's why i'm glad um i feel like there's more of a movement now or at least from what i've seen a lot more queer stories coming out into the world so that's always super
1: exciting um yeah yeah we've seen a lot we've had a lot of progress and i think um it's great to it's great to highlight that and recognize that, and then at the same time recognize that I don't feel like this the progress that we've experienced with queer issues has been mm-hmm. like equally distributed necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think there are still absolutely like forgotten parts of the country, and right. really and anywhere in the in the country, there's still homophobia and transphobia, and um, it exists. I I think sometimes you can you know I live in L. A. and it's easy to forget that there's yeah, so yeah. rampant homophobia and transphobia and many Communities across the country where it's dangerous right. to come out to be yourself walking down the street. And so I think the sky blue sort of captures a town like that that has maybe seen progress more recently, but in many ways there's still a lot of bigotry and backwards thinking. So, yes, yeah. which is
0: no fun no. <laughs> whatsoever, um,
1: but definitely um, out there. So,
0: um, like you said, yeah, like LA and I feel like New York too, like you kind of, rip, but then like here. In Florida, it's it's pretty okay, pretty great. But if I travel, probably an hour into Georgia, not the same, <laughs> not the same right. vibe. Uh, yeah. l- locking the doors for sure, and calling my husband, my brother for sure, <laughs> like just in case. Um, but yeah. hey, that's the world we live in. Um, yes. Speaking of other writers and stuff like that, are there any that inspire you or people in general? I always like to ask. Um, anybody that inspires you or a group of people?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think um, for me, looking back through all the people that have really inspired me, a lot of them are the types of folks who like blaze trails in areas mm. that they, that people like them haven't been before. So I think like women in comedy, especially like women of color in comedy, oh yeah, I have like, uh, I'm like such a fangirl of so many like female comics who've just done great things um you know like being the first openly queer person in the NBA like people who really um have stood out in their fields and blazed trails in that way and have kind of challenged the status quo are like so cool and inspiring um personally I've also um like in my own life my grandma not to get too cheesy but my no go no (laughs) because
0: sometimes people they'll say it and they're like oh my grandma my mom's gonna be really Upset that I didn't say them, and I'm like, oh, you right. can always say them. So, you could, there's no time limit, you can list your whole family if you need to, yeah, we'll just so. so I, business right? Business. I don't want anybody taking your kneecaps out at
1: Thanksgiving this year, so right. <laughs> we'll avoid that. Yeah, um, no, my grandma, she was amazing, and her, my grandpa passed away when he was like in his early 30s. I think he was 33 mm-hmm. or 34, and I'm 32, which is kind of crazy, but um she yeah her husband passed away and she was raising three kids on her own and this would have been like the 1950s and 60s when Mm -hmm. this happened and I am just so inspired by her life and the way that she pulled it together and still held it together and did so much for my dad and my aunts and um yeah so there's people like that too that even even beyond just creatively and people who have inspired me just people who have who have um just put in the work and done mm. cool things and 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 live live their best life so yeah um but i'm also someone who's like a big proponent of finding inspiration from like anything and anyone mm. like i always am adding like ideas to my phone's notes app and i oh yeah back with like a bunch of running random ideas just from like Same. <laughs> on the sidewalk yeah and i think it's really good to kind of live your life with open eyes to that sort of thing because you never know like when a, a crazy good idea is going to come to you so I'm trying to get more and more into that habit
0: that's awesome and I, I feel like it's very um a very creative mindset because I know me and my good friend my best friend um, she does a podcast and she writes and we try to be creative together and we always joke because we'll look at our notes and I'm like, what was I trying to say here? <laughs> like, I don't, right. it says orange yeah. juice and something about Wizard of Oz. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm know. sure it was a great idea at one point. So. Yeah,
1: oh, my Google Doc, 80% of it is just like, it's not even in English, basically. I'm yeah. Like, what, what was I writing? Um, But that 20% that still holds up, I'm like, okay, I can work with I, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: mine... There's times, and like you said earlier, like there's been times where I'm like, oh, I have this idea, this thought, this story. And then I'm like, nah, <laughs> I wrote a good yeah. chunk of it. And I'm like, I really hate these people. I don't like these characters. I'm done. Scrap <laughs> it all. Right. Ugh, but it's still there just in case I ever go back. But I, yeah, I, I you don't might I go will. back. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so the next part, I like to, and I will not read all of them but I have 76 because I added one that is just really funny. Um, Random questions just to get to know you better. Um, Oh my gosh, okay. I'm nervous. Everybody gets nervous and I'm telling you they are not like, send me your address or anything like that. Like, okay. crazy. I'm
1: like, not sharing my social security number on this podcast. I'm sorry. It, because that was my next question that and your credit card and your mother's maiden name.
0: Let me mark that out of <laughs> the. Okay. What do you wish you spent less time doing? That was like kind of a big one to start with. Usually it's yeah. like, what's your favorite color?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Spending less time doing feeling anxious I would say Mm -hmm. I'm um, I think I'm a probably above average anxious person and I feel like on my stressful days that I'm like freaking out it's mostly the days that it's not necessarily because I have so much to do but it's Mm -hmm. like the the mental burden that I put on myself with feeling anxious about the stuff that needs to get done if that's making sense so I feel like it's sort of a time suck to feel Anxious, or let me rephrase that to let the anxiety kind of control you, because I think mm-hmm. we all feel anxiety, and oh, it's, yeah. it's like you, it's it's almost gets worse if you try to not feel anxious. So it's almost like being comfortable with living with it, letting mm-hmm. it, you know, kind of happen, and then moving on, and instead of getting like really creatively like derailed. And I think that sometimes happens with me. So I want to be less anxious. <laughs> that's a great answer. And I wish I could too. Uh, if you had a, I've never asked this one, I don't think. If you had a catchphrase, what would it be? Ooh, a catchphrase. Oh my gosh, my mind's immediately going to like the, like the pure one, like live, laugh, love signs. But that's terrible. It would be um, like, oh, that's a choice. <laughs> no, that's definitely not my answer um a catchphrase that's challenging I would say um I would say oh my gosh I'm totally I don't know what a good what a good catchphrase would be um now I'm just thinking like YOLO and FOMO um I don't know what would yours be let me flip it on you
0: uh I I actually have some that my coworkers always say, I, they even made me a shirt for my birthday that just says rude because I
1: do that a lot wow. to people
0: where if they say something I'm like mm, rude um, yeah. or I say if somebody quote unquote fins, offends me, I'm like, first of all, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dare you, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. rude. Um, right. That
1: and probably. Those work. Fuck. <laughs> because that's <laughs> one of my favorite Comes words. Comes out of your word a lot. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly yeah i i call people boo a lot so i probably have a shirt that says boo on it because i think that's not really a catchphrase i'm cheating by not really truly answering your question but it's a brand but it's yeah 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 that's a new thing like what up boo i'll just call everyone yeah um yeah so that's that's my catchphrase yeah that's also a really good
0: way if you don't remember somebody's name (laughs) and you make them feel special you're like hey boo exactly missed you very convenient uh what is one fictional place you would like to visit
1: oh a fictional place that I would like to visit I always thought in Lord of the Rings uh is it is it I don't know if you've read or seen the books but it's it's either Riverdale or Rivendell I think it's Rivendell is like the land it's like where the elves lived and in the films I didn't read the I didn't read the book (laughs) But in the films, it was just like the most magical, just like waterfalls. And it's on this like very foresty, like mountainous valley region. It's just, and like all the elves are like gorgeous. And I, I, even as a kid, I was like, I want to live in fucking Rivendell. Yeah. So I would say probably Rivendell. I, and I hope I'm saying that right. You should fact check me. It might be, it might be Riverdale. But I think it's Rivendell.
0: Riverdale is that CW show. Yes,
1: it's not yeah, sorry, you're <laughs> right. It's not it's definitely not Riverdale, it's Rivendell. Riven. I I'm
0: think. not sure you would probably know better than I would. I have not seen Lord of the Rings.
1: So yeah, okay. There's I probably did... a bunch of listeners being like, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, it's XYZ. I'm trash. sorry if I'm butchering the name, but it's yeah. where the elves lived in Lord of the Rings. There's well, like a- it
0: makes them feel better. I've never seen that. So if you're a true fan of Lord of the Rings so sorry. Um, I did see The Hobbit, one of my exes, because he was really into it, made me go watch it in theaters, and it was super long. (laughs) And I was so confused the whole time. And then at the very end, spoiler if you haven't seen it, um, there's a dragon that wakes up. Mm. And everybody's like, (gasps) and in my mind... (laughs) I said and I whispered I was like this would have been a perfect time for them to play Katy Perry's Wide Awake and he was like shut up you just ruined the whole movie and I was like oh no I had no clue what was going on the whole time Um, what is one thing on your bucket list
1: Hmm. I definitely want to write a a series one day a book series right now it's super intimidating to think about doing that yeah um, because just writing a book is I'm brand new to all of this so yeah. um to do a, a series I think to be thinking about how the story not only like has a middle or beginning middle and end in the in the first book but then actually like expanding it into like a mm-hmm. multi or multi-book story I think is really intimidating and overwhelming but oh, it it's is. something that I would love to do sometimes and maybe like who knows if the readers want a sky blue sequel then that could potentially happen who knows but um <laughs> at some point I want to yeah. Check it off my bucket list.
0: <laughs> well, once I get done reading it, I'll let you know. <laughs> and
1: be like, yes, Yay. we yes. need more. Which
0: I'll probably, I'm always, I'm that person that gets super attached to characters in books.
1: And if there's just one and not a series, I'm like,
0: but could you? Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I know. It's so sad when you have to say goodbye to a character knowing that it's the end to them. it's, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty like, sad. Depressing. They basically die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, what is one song you can sing every word
1: to? Ooh. um. Okay, I'm not gonna do it. I was, about to say, I was gonna what say. I was gonna say. Now let's things. test you. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I would probably say um, "Together Again" by Janet Jackson. I love okay. that song so much. It's probably my gay anthem. I remember blasting to that song in like the early. Hot, late 90s and it's like the music video where she's like chilling in a field it's just oh, that's yeah, like yeah. totally my vibe i could i can i think i've done that in karaoke i think i've done that song multiple times so that, that's probably it together again janet
0: <laughs> well if you look now janet can you No, out.
1: yeah i don't think i have that power at all. <laughs> uh, you don't have janet jackson on speed dial come on oh
0: uh... <laughs> Sorry. I, I tried. <laughs> uh, that should be a question. New what? question. Besides Janet Jackson, if you could have one celebrity on your oh. speed dial, who would it be and why? You can't mm. pick Janet Jackson, though. I just made this up, and I'm going to write it down.
1: Now. Yeah. No, that is a good
0: one. Who would it be and why? You're oh like, my I gosh. want my royalties every time you ask this question. I yeah. Want-
1: I probably sound like such a stereotypical gay, but probably kathy griffin who i love okay. i i am ai know she'd be kind of off the wall and a little a little bonkers at times that's why i love her um And I actually had the chance to interview her at my old job. And it was one of those things where I was such a big fan of hers. And I was like, oh, is this going to suck to, like, actually have a conversation with her? And, like, if she's disappointing or, like, rude or something that would just, like, ruin this for me. Yeah. She was such a delight. She was so funny and, like, friendly. And it was also the type of thing where she did not even, like, she was way too, like, A-list to even be giving me the time of day. This was years ago. Yeah. And she was nice enough to do it. So, yeah, I would love to just holler up and chat
0: (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome yeah um she
1: would be kooky but that's
0: always a good time as soon as you said uh uh gay i was like there's so many different possibilities i was like gaga yeah who is he about to say and she would be whatever uh (laughs) last question what is a hidden town of yours and it will no longer be hidden if you share it with the world right now.
1: Hmm. <laughs> a hidden talent. Oh my gosh. A hidden talent of mine. Um, this is tough. Cause I feel like anything I'm good at, I immediately tell everyone that I'm good at it. Um, I thought you were going
0: to say, I'm good at everything. So everybody already <laughs> knows.
1: <laughs> um, I think speaking of dogs, I'm a b- very like I can read dog energy pretty well. Oh, that sounds you're like weir. a dog whisper. Kind of, yeah. Not like in like a way that I need my own reality TV show. I'm not that good. Oh, but, I was gonna um, say we could
0: we can pitch it.
1: <laughs> no, but I'll like see a dog across the field and be like, "That dog is gonna like be into me," and I could go pet it and we'd be besties, and it oh, will happen. Yeah. Or I'll be like, "That dog is gonna kill us and it, yeah, <laughs> or like bite my head off. Yeah. And it, it, I don't want to like lean into the stereotypes of like Rottweilers or Vicious. Cause it's not like that at all. It's just no. like, it's so dependent on like the dog itself. And the, the vibe. Yeah. yeah. Just the vibe. So probably a dog whisperer. Yeah. I don't think I have that talent.
0: Cause <laughs> I see all dogs and I'm like, Oh, they're going to be best friends with me. <laughs> like, right. And then they're yeah. like, and I'm like, Oh, just kidding. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. they hate me and would eat me for breakfast. <laughs> It. see that wasn't so bad
1: you answered it no i survived yes yeah
0: now your social security <laughs> number if i just
1: <laughs> if you <laughs> guess it i would i would confirm yes but and then yeah <laughs> and then
0: you would call and be like hi uh lifelock <laughs> could you <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just
1: <laughs> uh, Stephen. yeah yeah
0: he's gonna be trying to beat me please <laughs> put this on lockdown um i actually was joking i interviewed Two people yesterday. I was like, if anybody ever stole my identity, they give it back. <laughs> they would be like, <laughs> like nothing <laughs> yeah." <laughs> pay off your credit cards. Bye. <laughs> like, I yeah. Don't, I don't think I, I never have fear of that. I say that and then watch it happen. Right. I know. Uh, mental health, big uh, mental health advocate uh, and trying to break the stigma. And I always ask, what are some things that you do to help keep your mental health in check? I'm assuming writing is one of them so that's a given. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, for sure. Writing is definitely therapeutic. Um, it can also be like the stressor and one of the agitators of the, of the mental health situation at times, sort, sort of defense, yeah. but um, no, this is a really good question. And I think for me, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized how important it is to recognize when my thoughts are starting to get into a darker place. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, like, every time I look at a moment where I've been down or depressed or in a dark, you know, period of my life, whether it lasts a couple of days, a couple of weeks, months, whatever, there's almost always not necessarily like a single trigger, but like mm-hmm. certain things that I can notice in terms of how my thoughts kind of build and spiral and get me to that place. So the older I've gotten, the more conscious and aware I am of, I guess, just my thoughts and, yeah. and knowing when to kind of step in and be consciously like, okay let's get ahead of this, let's like do things and and really have like tools at my disposal to kind of help kind of bring me back, whether that's just like, having fun with a friend or calling up my mom, or like even simple things like that to keep me kind of focused and um, not focused, but in a good headspace. Yeah, I think is Yeah, I think that's really important to have. So I would encourage anyone to like, find what tools in their toolbox kind of work for them to kind of Stop the spiraling from happening. Yes. Um, because I think that's definitely helped with, with my situation.
0: No, definitely. And
1: yeah, I feel like it, it would help with a lot of people. Um, I
0: agree, the older I'm getting <laughs> just turned 28 like a week ago. Oh, you're a baby. Come on. I know. <laughs> Everybody always says that. And I'm, and I'm like, I don't feel like it. <laughs> <Mentally>. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I, I think back to like late teens and early 20s. <laughs> just would go off the handles and now I'm like okay I know this is gonna upset me so let's unpack that right I also allow myself now because I'm a Pisces and truly emotional with everything is like feel the feels if you want to put Adele Mm -hmm. on and cry for an hour
1: have at it but just give yourself an hour and then yeah move on so that's a good point too. I think more recently I was oh, I just listening to another podcast and I'm forgetting what the, who, the researcher's name, but she was all about really allowing yourself to feel your emotions and not necessarily like try to suppress bad yeah. emotions or not feel negative emotions because it's a part of the human experience and kind of training yourself to embrace those sad moments and be able to just be okay and comfortable in that moment. Because I think we're so used to trying to push those push it, negative yeah. feelings down or, or refuse to feel sad. And I think sometimes you just kind of have to feel your feelings to get yeah. through it. So I think that's really important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you got to feel the feels because mm. if you bottle them up, it's not, it's not cute. Not pretty. Right. Um, speaking of podcasts, <laughs> uh, recommendations, movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, Books um, that you're obsessed with right now that you want to share with the world.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, so many. I feel like because of the pandemic, I've watched like all of every streaming service. Yes. I'm ready for yeah. it. I've done everything. Um, I think more recently. So I'll start with books. We'll go. We'll go okay. through. Okay. Books. Um, finished The Song of Achilles a couple weeks ago. Can't stop thinking about it. Super great book. Speaking of all the feels. Definitely packed all the feels. You will shed tears. You will you'll, you might laugh at a couple of spots. Yeah, um, it's by Madeline Miller. Super great book, The Song of Achilles. Highly recommend it. Um, podcast wise, I'm kind of late to the game, really late to the game, <laughs> but I just started listening to Rabbit Hole mm. a few days ago, and it's all about sort of they 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 kind of explore how the internet and especially YouTube is like radicalizing different oh. groups of people i know like, it's kind of dark so <laughs> but it's so true fyi yeah if you're not if you don't if you're not in the mood for that sort of um for that sort of podcast <laughs> yeah fair warning <laughs> Listen, uh, to but it is, <laughs> exactly <instead>. exactly <laughs> exactly but it is um it is very very interesting especially for me i like have worked my whole career has been in digital spaces mm-hmm. um and so it's just yeah it's been really fascinating for me yeah. um What else have I been listening to? Oh yeah, streaming wise, I have you heard of The Lady and The Dale by any chance? Because I had never heard of it. It's a very good documentary on, um, yes, a trans woman who I'm totally forgetting her name in the moment because my brain is mush, but she like invented um, a three wheeled car, (laughs) which sounds ridiculous, but she was going to bring it to the marketplace, like bring it to Detroit and GM and like have it be a thing and like revolutionize the car industry. This was Mm in the seventies, I think. Okay. And then um, her life was just fascinating because she was like a a convict that had like- So you're going to say X-Man. I was like, what? (laughs) She was an X-Man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, she just had like, she had all of these um, sort of like, darker secrets with like crime mm. with her criminal activity um but also because she was a trans woman she was certainly targeted in very very transphobic ways because mm. this was the 70s so i mean, oh, yeah. like listening to some of the interviews she had done was just like it was horrifying to see what she went through but it's just a very very good documented lady and the and the dale and i think it's on hbo max but okay. uh, yeah i'll have
0: to especially for today when this episode is being recorded, it is Trans Visibility Day. Right. So maybe I will go watch that in honor of... HBO Max has a
1: a lot of good stuff out there. They Um, do. They've really stepped it up the past, like, year or so. Yeah. A lot of new stuff.
0: They, um... I binged
1: It's a Sin and cried. Oh, right. I haven't watched it yet. I really need to. It's been on my list. If you want to
0: feel the feels and laugh... But, Like back and forth,
1: <laughs> it's yeah. great. Um,
0: and then uh, my husband and I just started uh, the flight attendant,
1: mm, yeah, and it is super good,
0: wild. I didn't tell yeah. him because I, I looked, I always research and look into things to be like, is this worthwhile? I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Didn't tell him anything about it, and I was like, oh, it's just about this flight attendant. <laughs> and then, he, like, he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, what is this? And I was like, I know because yeah. he was like. I don't know if I if this is appealing, and I was like, oh, you'll see. Um, yeah,
1: it's much more than just a flight attendant. Oh yeah, there's... that was one of the shows where I, I think I someone told me about the very basic premise of like what like how she wakes up next to a body, and I was yeah. just like immediately from like the the elevator pitch, I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm like hands on watching that whole show. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, how, it was I was like,
0: good. oh, I need to watch this, but I didn't tell him so he would be because he usually doesn't. Here's the thing, <laughs> he doesn't like. Uh, we we agree on some st- stuff but usually I'm like can we watch this cute romantic something um and he's like no I don't I don't want to watch love Simon or love Victor or anything and I'm like okay so I watch that by myself we agree on horror and thriller okay. that's about it so he okay. usually doesn't when I'm like let's watch this he was like is this about some flight attendant that falls in love and, and I'm like mm. no <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not quite. Nope. <laughs> yeah. She, she gets some, you know. Have you watched, um, sorry, but have you watched this? How dare you? The Cecil Hotel, or th- yeah, the Cecil Hotel, the new documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember that was happening, and I was like... Oh, I didn't at all. I totally missed the memo on it actually happening, and then, oh, yeah, it was...
0: I was like, this is some... Um... I was like, this is... I, don't... I didn't even know what to think, but then after watching the documentary... I mean, I
1: even now I'm like,
0: what did happen?
1: <laughs> right. It's, it's wild. It yeah, so wild. It is so wild. It's so tragic too. I mean, it's like one of those is. stories that like it's very dark in the sense that like, oh right, real people were affected by this and it's awful. Yeah. But then there's like the layers of like the history of the hotel and like Yeah, with all the, the Night Stalker story. Yeah. Right, right. The Night Stalker and like it, it's just yeah. If anyone hasn't watched it yet.
0: Yeah, sure. go watch it. If anybody um watches american horror story the season hotel it was based off of this right. hotel so yes, which was the gaga season Has yes
1: i been in more than one she was in
0: roanoke as oh, okay. one of like the first witches but like didn't even have any lines or anything like
1: that so gotcha i did not watch that that um season but i did watch I did the hotel watch. and it was very good and gaga yeah. was great in it so
0: oh she was me am- i mean she got a i think she got a golden globe yeah. And that's when she yeah. knocked into Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> right.
1: It, right. Oh, it, my God. We'll live in infamy forever.
0: Yeah. Um, what what else? Movies, uh, TV shows, music? Anything yeah. Else?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, music. I am obsessed with the Little Nas X music video. Him giving a lap dance to Satan. Satan. I'm like, put it on replay. I will eat this up. Yes. So good. I. It was definitely like um <laughs> definitely like john the florid type of thing but oh, i yeah. love it because it's like I, I think sometimes i get annoyed of how like sanitized queer media has yeah. to be in order to be accepted in the mainstream and to have someone just totally be like i don't get i'm embracing it yeah. right that was really cool and empowering and and it's a catchy tune so i'm here it, for it yeah it really is yeah it's
0: there's been queer artists in the back i'm not going to name any names <laughs> And I'm like, oh, great, you're out and everything. But then it's like, you put a song out and you're like, I love you. And I'm like, I, be like, I love him. I want that cake. <laughs> like, right. go in yeah. if you're going to go in. Like, yeah. So, oh, Little yeah. X definitely, definitely went, went in. in. Yeah, he um, definitely went in. And I, I just think it's so funny that all the uh, Christians that are out there being crazy over it. And I'm like, y'all told us to go to hell. <laughs> like, right. We're what just you doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, anything
1: else that comes to mind um i'm trying to think of i don't think
0: you yeah i was just saying movie
1: oh movies i this is so like (laughs) unlike me probably this is off-brand but i actually watched the um movie last weekend bad trip it's like the it's I don't know if you've seen it on your homepage on Netflix because I feel like (laughs) they're like definitely featuring on everyone's homepage. But um, it's Eric, yeah, it's Eric Andre is the comedian, uh, the main comedian in it, and it's sort of like a jackass sort of like a prank show, which again, very off brand. (laughs) Not usually my style. But I thought it was really good. A, it was hilarious. I B, I have a crush on Eric Andre, so that was a big part of it too. Yeah. But C, they were able to like blend it into an actual... So the movie was like a, had an actual story to it with like legitimate plot points. Oh, okay. But intersp- interspersed were these scenes where they like did the pranking. And I feel like with a lot of those prank shows, I end up feeling really kind of like gross and bad for the people they're pranking because yeah. it seems a little like... Just Much. like slightly into like too mean character category that makes yeah. me feel like oh I'm cringing, but I don't think that this was the case at all. Like they had oh, a lot of fun yeah. with it. They were very um, yeah, it was super fun. They didn't go too hard on Bad anyone. Shit. So yeah, if anyone's looking to just like escape and watch something that's incredibly oh, no. silly, kind of a stoner movie for sure. Highly recommend Bad Trip. Bad Trip. I'll
0: have to like, I um. Gosh, what was that show with Tracy Morgan? Scare Tactics, where they would prank people with oh, scary stuff. we never saw it. Was it good? I thought it was funny. I think it's probably on one of the streaming... It, it's nothing big or anything like that. But I always imagine, like... Because you see, like, punked, like, when they got pranked and stuff like that, it was usually, like, real-world stuff that could happen. Like, oh, you hit my car or whatever like that. But right. then it's like... <laughs> yeah, these people... uh, that their friends would be like, yeah, I, I answer this Craigslist ad for this person, and, like, the person ends up killing their friend or whatever, but the friend's in on it, and I'm like, how oh would God you react gosh. to that? But then I'm like, that's really traumatizing when you think about that it. That is horrible, it, yeah. So, yeah, they have, like, alien ones where they think that they're about to get abducted by aliens <laughs> and everything. Oh, my gosh. Wait,
1: I have her... Was there a scene where they're, like, in a RV type of thing, Yeah, and, yeah. like, they I don't come- know. If that was the al- was that the aliens one. I think that or was, was it, an alien one. one. There was some sort of oh, there was something there. a creature out scaring them. I Do remember seeing that, being like, "Holy hell!" I would yeah. just be absolutely traumatized. I
0: that's why I think I have a theory that mm, I don't know because afterwards they're like so lighthearted, like ah, "You got me, Susan." I would punch somebody
1: in the face. Right. they oh <laughs> would like God. call my
0: therapist right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's what I mean.
1: I think sometimes prank stuff can get a little too far, but this yeah. doesn't. It's, like, very funny and very out there, Bad Trip, but it's not. It doesn't. I sound like this is, like, Spawn Con for the movie Bad <laughs> Trip, but I promise it's that. It's just good. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'll be sure to check it out. Um, before we go, i uh, give you an opportunity to plug your social medias, um, website, everything like that. Let people know where to find you, and then I'll link everything below because... We're all super lazy and we just look for links.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yay. Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm just at Robbie Couch. Twitter is kind of annoying. There's an underscore between my first and last name, but um, I know, freaking Twitter. But (laughs) yeah, just at Robbie Couch, just like a sofa, because a lot of times they'll say my last name and they're like, couch? What do you mean? Yep. Just like a sofa, piece of furniture. Um, And yeah, if you go to both my Twitter and Instagram and my bio, there's a link to. Um, pre-order the book or depending on when you're listening to this uh, buy the book after April 6th and uh, it'll be out
0: because this episode This is uh, past Stephen talking to future Stephen. Happy April 7th. The book is out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, perfect. Yeah, so the book is out. So if you are interested in buying the Sky Blues and you look at my bio, you'll be able to find the link to purchase the book. And yeah, say hello on Twitter and Instagram. I would love to meet (laughs) you. Yeah, definitely. Super excited. Uh, I see big things in
0: your future. Um, Um, Especially to you also, I point out you have because i saw it (laughs) of course i've been stalking your instagram um a a link you have an event where you're talking um and everything like that as my daughter
1: (gasps) she's a bitch (laughs) she made it so far she made it so
0: far and, and she wants me to register for this event but i think it's for next saturday If I'm not mistaken. Oh,
1: yeah. Yep, there are. So if anyone's interested in um, checking out some of the virtual events I have going on for the book, they can go to my website, robbiecouch.com, and there's an event section. Um, There's two virtual bookstore stops. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's one on Monday, April 5th, which won't be out, which will be before this episode. So never mind. So sorry. You missed it, guys. (laughs) You really missed it. But there is another one um, on April 10th. And it's hosted by Skylight Books, which is a really cool indie bookstore here in Los Angeles. And if you buy um, a copy of the book through Skylight, through that event, then you'll get a signed copy by yours truly. And you'll be supporting a cool indie bookstore right in Los Angeles. So if anyone is interested in that event, yes, it's April. It's Saturday, April 10th. And um, yeah, you can find out the information to register and get tickets um, at my website awesome
0: well thank you so much it's been a pleasure um see that wasn't so bad it wasn't <laughs> too terrible so no. thank you uh hopefully everybody goes gets the book um once i finish it i'm gonna give my thoughts of course naturally um because this just who i am um but yeah i'm super excited uh again thank you so much for coming on here let me ask you so many questions
1: yeah no this was a blast thank you so much for having me oh, of course thank you well you have a good night now all right You too.
0: Such a, a nice fella and just super excited for him and happy um, support the queer community, the gay community and go buy his book. Like I said <laughs> many times before, uh, let me find a good quote for this week's Meditation Minute. Let's see here. Um, Watch a inspirational movie. Love that. You can also read an inspirational book. Anything inspirational. If you're anything like me, I just eat that shit up. So, I watch an inspirational movie and I'm like, ugh, I could take on in the world right now. Uh, let me read another one because I was pretty short. Um, affirmation. I am joyful and free. Yes, we should all be free and joyful and just sunshiny <laughs> and put that out into the world. And this world would be a much better place. So... Mull that over as we enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. Well, welcome back, sunshine. Hopefully you enjoyed that meditation minute and the interview with Robbie Couch. Um, Such a a, a great guy, like I said. I've said that like 12 times, but it's true. He was super nice Um, and super grateful that uh, his team sent me a copy of the book. Um, I still pre-ordered it and got it too. So, Um, yes, please check out the book, The Sky Blues, and follow Robbie on his social medias, uh, his website and everything, I will link it down below go support share, everything like that and again, thank you for your support for the show, Stenching Steven, Um, it's been over a year now and I'm just super grateful and everything, so please continue to show your love and support and sharing um, all that jazz and yeah, uh, next week will be another week of Something. I have to look at my calendar and I'm drawing a blank right now. It's still early. <laughs> so, again, thank you so, so much. You can follow me at Sir Steven Rice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, and TikTok. Um, so, go do that. That'd be great. Please, if you feel so inclined, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps me out. And share this with everybody that you know, your grandmother, everybody. Y'all friends, just put it out in the world. That'd be great. The more people, the merrier, right? Um, Stay safe out there. Um, Look for your vaccinations. And wear your mask, (laughs) because there's still no pandemic. Um, And again, go check out Robbie. All that stuff will be down below. Um, Thank you so much. You're beautiful. Until next time, have a fantastic day.